In case you missed the big announcement on last week's episode, Themis Bar Review is now the official season sponsor for Legally NYC. You may be thinking, why is a bar review company sponsoring a podcast that is focused on law school life? Well, the easy answer is that Themis is so much more than just bar prep. Their resources for law school are second to none, not to mention they are free. They have law school essentials courses for 1Ls and for those in their 2L or 3L years. Each course features online videos, comprehensive outlines, and even practice questions so you can test your knowledge before it's tested on your final exams and eventually on the bar exam. If you haven't seen a Themis attorney rep on your campus and are looking for free law school essentials materials, sign up for it at themisbarsocial.com slash legally NYC. Okay, hi everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Legally NYC. I have a guest with me today. We have Rebecca back with us from Themis. Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> hi, glad to be here again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. So for those of you that might have not heard listened to the episode in the fall or you miss it or you are new to listening to the podcast, um, Themis is the podcast sponsor. So um, we had an episode with Themis in the fall to talk about their kind of basic like study resources and stuff because it's a bar prep company, but they're more than a bar prep company. They have other things as well. Um, So today, Rebecca is with us to talk specifically about MPRE prep and bar prep. But um, we can give kind of just like a basic recap of like kind of what we talked about in the fall, just like what are what are Themis's resources overall, um, just kind of before we dive into specifically MPRE and bar prep. So if anybody wants to go back and listen to the episode from the fall, they know what they'll be listening to. Great. Yeah, I'm happy to talk a little bit about that. So Themis is a bar prep company and we do offer a full service course for the bar exam. But As part of that, we want you as the student to be able to know a little bit more about what our offerings are before you make the commitment to purchase a bar review course, which is a huge financial time, et cetera, commitment. So we offer a bunch of free resources for people to use that do not require you to sign up for a Themis course to use them. So we have our 1L Law School Essentials and then our 2L, 3L Law School Essentials video lectures, outlines, practice questions, and practice essays, as well as a bunch of other law school-related skill-building things for all of your first-year bar-tested courses and then a handful of upper-level bar-tested courses. And we'll go into more detail about the MPRE today, but that's another one of our free resources as well. Mm -hmm. And I love that Themis has not just the MPRE for free. I feel like a lot of bar prep companies will offer the MPRE course for free um so you can get a feel for their program but i know other ones that i've like looked at in the past as a 1l um the mpre program may have been free but anything above their like 1l stuff was not free so it's like you get the stuff as a 1l and then after that if you want it you have to pay or if you like um if you sign up for their bar prep then they'll give you access to it so i love that themis gives you all of that for free anyway um And it, yeah, it has at least most of the upper level core classes as well. It definitely had all of the 1L courses I took. Yes. And then right now I'm in evidence in Crim Pro, and I know both of those are on there. So as I'm starting to study for finals, I'm about to start um, watching all of those videos. <laughs> you know what? I like think back to that time in my law school career, and I'm just like so grateful that I even had those Themis resources because one of the things... so. For the listeners, I am a former Themis student rep. I'm also a licensed attorney and I've been working with Themis for a long time. So I use Themis for the bar. I used it for the MPRE. So I'm speaking about this stuff from a place of like actual genuine experience of using Themis's products before I had a job with them. (laughs) So I remember finding those resources when I was early on in my law school career. And that was about the time that I was like, oh, I should become a rep for this company. These resources are good. And the classes that I used 
those things for, I did so much better in because that's what they're designed to do. I, it sounds so simplistic, but you have, when you're in law school, you're getting all these things thrown at you, like resources from every angle of use this, buy this, check this out, come sign up at our table and get a piece of candy. Like all of so those much. Things. So much. It's overwhelming. <laughs> it, it is overwhelming, especially as a one L, right? If you have any one L listeners, like that is, I remember that being the most overwhelming. And just to know that something so simple and effective and free is out there is really cool. That's that's me speaking, not as a Themis employee. <laughs> like if I was in law school, I would still be saying that. <laughs> yes. No, I'm so excited that Evidence and Crim Pro are both on there because those I'm in a clinic. So those are the only two courses I'm taking outside yeah. of my clinic. And um, so I'm excited to use it because last semester I was only in one core class and it wasn't on there. I was just in admin law and otherwise taking some other things in the externship. So I'm very excited to use it this semester because one of my friends used it for evidence and she was like, this was so helpful. Yeah. So I'm excited. But <laughs> yeah. So give it's... everyone an update on uh, oh. how that works out for you for this class. Absolutely. Yes. I will give a post-finals update, let them all know how it went. Um, but yeah, so today though, we're talking about MPRE and bar prep. So yeah. we'll start with MPRE because it's a bit shorter, yeah. much shorter, not a bit. The MPRE is much shorter than the bar exam. So the program is also shorter. So um, we'll talk about that first. So do you want to just tell listeners a bit about what like Themis has to offer? Like what is their MPRE program? What does it look like? Yeah, What's absolutely. We have, as I mentioned before, it's totally free. And I like to reiterate that because I think sometimes people think there's going to be some sort of a catch. Mm -hmm. There's no catch. Okay. You just sign up with an account and you can get our mm -hmm. MPRE course. So it's a comprehensive, everything that you need to know to pass the MPRE. And for anyone who doesn't know, the MPRE is the multi-state professional responsibility exam. It is a multiple choice test, 60 questions, 50 of those questions are scored Pretty much every jurisdiction requires that you take it in order to be licensed in that state or jurisdiction. And for the most part, people are taking it before they graduate. Mm -hmm. There are some instances where you can take it right after you've sat for the bar, but for the most part, people are taking it during their 2L or their 3L year. Mm -hmm. So 50 of those questions are scored and 10 of those questions are what they call test questions that may end up on future exams. You don't know which questions are which. So you're taking 60 and you have to treat them all as if they are, you know, questions that are going to be great. Like the LSAT, how the LSAT will have an experimental section and you don't know which one it is. Exactly. And the bar exam does that too. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. So they're administered in these testing centers and you go and you sit at a computer and you take this test over a two hour time frame. It is not what I would call a super hard test. Like the test itself is not that hard. Learning the material can be a little bit tricky though, because part of the like catch, if you will, is that they're kind of trying to trick you. So you Love have it. to learn, right. Like the LSAT all over again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you have to learn how to approach the questions and like how to read them in a way where you are getting the red herrings out of the way so you understand what's being asked. And you'll often have two answers that are very similar and you have to choose between those two answers. So you are going to learn a lot of the ethics material that you are tested on in the MPRE in your professional responsibility or whatever your school calls it, your ethics course. But you have to really study for the MPRE outside of your PR class because of the way the material is tested. So that's where the Themis course comes in. So what we have is um, all video lectures, practice questions, and full-length practice exams that you could possibly need to get you through all of the material that you might be tested on on the MPRE. So our lecture videos, just like all of our lecture videos and any of our courses, are broken down into really bite-sized, manageable segments, just like the ones you saw in the Law School Essentials courses that you use. Same idea, right? Short, concise, giving you exactly what you need easy to digest. And then that paired with all of the tools that are in the course, right? The practice exams, the practice questions, the other resources available to you, the outlines, et cetera, all that comes together into a study plan that takes you through the material in a specific way 
to teach you what you need to know for the NPRE. It's a little hard to kind of explain that concisely without some visuals to go along with it. But if anyone's confused and still doesn't feel like you understand what is in the NPRE course, just go sign up for a Themis account and you can look at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think one of the biggest questions that a lot of people have when they're thinking about taking the MPRE is like, when do I start studying? Yeah. So like maybe you're taking professional responsibility and that's kind of like part of your studying, but when should you start this MPRE prep course and how long does it take in terms of hours? Like if you have time to do it, like if you're doing it in the summer and you're not doing an externship at that time, like how long will it take if you're doing it full-time? How long will it take if you're doing it part-time? What should the timeline look like for this? Yeah, that's a great question. So we recommend about 20 hours in total to complete the MPRE course. And depending on how quickly you move through material, that might be a little bit less, it might be a little bit more. But so if you're looking at a part-time study schedule, about two hours a day for approximately two weeks. Not bad at all. It's not bad. It's not bad. And if you are in a little bit of a time crunch, you can condense that a little bit more. Obviously, we don't recommend you trying to study for the exam two days before. You want to get yourself a baseline, get through the material, have time to practice and absorb Mm -hmm. and review things that challenged you the first time around. But you're not looking at a six-month study time frame for the MPRE. You're not even looking at like a two-month study time Yeah, so not even like – I feel like a lot of people look at LSAT as like a two-month thing because you'll do like a prep course maybe a month and a half or two months before and then have some time to do some practice. But MPRE is much more condensed in terms of that. You don't need to – Think about it like months in advance. You can just a couple weeks in advance and you'll have enough time to work through a program. Yeah, the biggest hurdle for the MPRE is timing it right so that you are giving yourself a chance to retake it in the event that you're not successful, mm-hmm. right? If you study, you you have a very good shot of passing, but just to give yourself that buffer. So the registration windows close well in advance of the exams that's where the hurdle comes in is making sure that you are registered for the exam that you need to take mm-hmm. so that you then can study. So you have to do the thinking about it. Six <laughs> in months terms of signing up. Register, right? Yeah. You don't have to worry about it again until about a month before the test. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I think I need to register around now for the like August MPRE. I think it's about yeah. time I do that. That's open right now. I have to do that. Um, adding that to my to-do list. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's so true. So you have to think about it in terms of like figuring out your timeline, but not actually the studying. Um, yeah. And I feel like, oh, my only other like question about the MPRE course, because it is a bit like it's smaller. We'll have a lot more to talk about in terms of the bar course in a moment. But um, is there anything in Themis's MPRE prep course that's kind of unique or like stands out from other programs that you would like point out as like, oh, this is different or a lot of our students like that we have this? That's a really good question. I think that one thing that sets us apart in any aspect is the fact that we focus so much on working with the optimal human attention span. So all of our video lectures are designed to work with that 15 to 20 minute, right, where you're really able to focus, And then you're moving into some form of active learning mode from that kind of more passive listening mode based on the way the course is set up. I wouldn't say that any one particular piece of the course is something that I can point to. I think it's the holistic. The structure of the course. The whole structure of the course, the way it takes you through the material, how the material is being presented to you, and then the tools that are available in there to help you practice and retain that information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that having like the shorter lecture videos. I have a very short attention span. So I need the like short video of like, here's the lesson. Okay. Now like practice it because yeah. otherwise I'll get lost in like an hour long video and get to the end and be like, when did I zone out? <laughs> exactly. And that is exactly what these are designed to avoid because we've all sat in a 90 minute lecture and you walk out of there and you're like, I don't, I didn't learn anything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you're like, okay, I got the beginning. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll notice myself like in my courses, my classes when they're like an hour or so long, I'll notice myself halfway through zone back in. And I'm like, when did I zone out? How long have I been gone? Then I'll like mark in my notes, 
go back and watch this part of lecture. Yeah. Um, so it's much better if they're short to start than that doesn't happen. <laughs> well, plus, even if you do zone out on a 15 minute lecture, right? Re- reading a paragraph in a book, you have to reread it a couple of times, things yeah. like that. It's a lot easier to go repeat a 15 minute, 15 minute video than being like, oh my God, an hour long video. I don't know what I got out of it. I don't know what okay. I didn't. And then you have to watch the whole thing. Yes. So I love that. Okay. Any other thoughts on MPRE? Otherwise we can dive into bar prep, which is what everybody loves to talk about. (laughs) The only thing that I will say about the MPRE, this applies to all of our resources as well, is that they're very much designed to be flexible and adaptable. So if you are a student who has super limited time and you want to be studying for the MPRE for a longer stretch of time, that is available to you all the way up to, you know, like if you are on a time crunch, which I don't recommend, but I know people do it and you need to study for the exam in a couple of days, you're still going to have a lot of access to material and being be able to get through hopefully enough material to be successful, even if you are in that time crunch. Yeah, that's good. So you have options. So no matter like kind of what your, um, your time looks like that you have to study, you can you have options because it's like a self, it's a self-guided course yes. in that like you choose when to do the work, how much to do when, um, which is great. <laughs> choose your own adventure, if you will. Yes. Choose your own adventure. I love thinking about it that way. It is such an adventure. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's talk about bar prep. Do you want to start by just giving an overview of what Themis's bar prep program looks like. I assume it is like a kind of a larger version of the MPRE in terms of the types of materials and resources it has, but how would you explain it? Is it helpful for me to do a very brief overview of the bar exam itself first? Actually, yeah. Yeah. Let's do that first. So I'm going to talk UBE, uniform bar exam, because state-specific exams have a lot of variation, but in the event that you have questions about a state-specific exam, we can always help, you know, answer those questions, but I'm going to speak generally here about the uniform bar exam. So the UBE is an exam that allows you to transfer your score from state to state. You have to meet the minimum passing score in that state to transfer in and do any of the other required elements to be barred in that state, like character and fitness, a state-specific component to the exam, et cetera. But when you're talking about bar prep and the UBE, you are looking at just the two days of testing of the uniform bar exam. So you have two days, two three-hour blocks on each day, so 12 hours of testing total. Your first day is going to be the MPT, the multi-state performance test, which is closed universe memos. They're going to give you a case file with everything that you need to know to write a specific piece of work product. So that could look like a memo. It could be a brief. It could be a persuasive letter. There are many different forms that it can take, but every single thing that you're going to need, all the law, all of the information, the structure of the the document, et cetera, it's all going to be in that case file. You have an hour and a half to complete that. You'll do two of those in one three-hour block. Then you'll do six 30-minute essays. Those are the multi-state essay exam, MEEs. And those are all from memory. And those can be on any number of, yeah, all from memory. Yes. Fun. (laughs) Very, very fun. Um, That can be any combination of topics that you'll know, obviously, which topics are up for testing through your bar review course, but Mm -hmm. any of those topics are fair game. And so you kind of just have to know as much as you possibly can to be able to adequately answer those. And a big part of the strategy there is knowing how to structure your essays, how to write concisely, and make sure that you are getting the most points possible, because it's not really possible to get perfect scores on this. So it's how can you optimize your studying and get the best score that you can. And then the second day of testing is the MBE, the multi-state bar exam. That is two three-hour blocks of 100 multiple choice questions each. Just let that sink in for a second. (laughs) So those are, and some some people love the MBE and hate the essays and vice versa. I was a essays are great. No, thank you to the MBE. I'm usually a multiple choice girly. I thought I was too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Maybe I'll change my mind for the bar exam. Then we'll see once I start prepping. (laughs) Yeah. You'll have to follow up on that one. Yeah. In a year, I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) 
the MBE is, it is, it is a challenge, right? In regardless of whether or not you like and multiple choice questions, mm-hmm. doing 200 multiple choice questions in one day, that's a, lot. a one hour break in between is that's a lot. It's a big undertaking. So those questions, um, all but 25 of them are scored and 25 of them are test questions, just like I mentioned with the MPRE. And you don't know which ones okay. are test questions that could be experimental. So fun. I love that. <laughs> it is a whole journey. Yeah. Uh, the thing I dislike, I know why they do the test questions and it's because so they can have new questions for the future, but it just, it can just be a pain because you might get one, a question that you're reading and you're like, this just seems a bit off. Like, I feel like it should be this or it should be this. And maybe it's because it's one of those test questions that they're trying out. So it's not like perfect. And maybe they'll trash it after this. But then maybe you get caught up on it because you're like, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe it could be this. Maybe it could be that. So you're wasting time on a fake question. Just my feelings on that. <laughs> That's actually a really interesting point. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because one of the things that I've seen, I've been doing this job for five years now. So I've seen quite a few administrations of the bar exam. And something that stands out to me every single time is that people who sit for the exam as soon as it's over, are hyper fixated on the questions they didn't know the answer to. Mm-hmm. And there's like a complete loss of recognition of how many questions you did know the answer yeah. to. And that can be really debilitating, especially if you're somebody who struggles with any form of anxiety around, especially around testing, because you're convinced that what you did wasn't enough. But in the vast majority of cases, the amount of studying that you did was enough. And those questions that stand out to you are because they were hard, not because you got all the questions Mm -hmm. wrong. So it's just something to kind of keep in mind as you're moving through the whole study process. You're not going to know everything. There are going to be questions that throw you for an absolute loop on the bar exam. And that's okay because this is a practice in consistency and progress, not in perfection. Yeah, that's definitely something to keep in mind. And a lot of, and you're so right. Most people do walk out of an exam and what you remember is what you didn't know. You're like, oh, this questioner, oh, I forgot to do this. Like every time I've walked out of a final, um, I will have like been doing it and I wrote so much and I knew everything, but I walk out and I'm like, oh, I forgot to write about this one thing. And that's what then sticks with you. Even if you wrote about like the other 20 things you could have brought up on the exam, it's always that. So just a fun mind game exams like to play with us. (laughs) Yeah, it can be a real challenge to work through that the anxiety around test taking in general, but especially when you're looking at a test of this scale and magnitude, because it is kind of all consuming for the time Mm -hmm. when you're studying. For most people, most people study for the bar full time. And even if you're not studying for the bar full time, if you're working while you're studying, you're still spending pretty much all of your free time studying for the bar. So it becomes your every day. Like you are living, breathing, waking, sleeping, eating bar exam study. Mm -hmm. And even when you're disconnecting from it and you're taking breaks, we'll we'll talk about the importance of breaks eventually. (laughs) But even when you're doing that, it becomes just like so enmeshed in in your day-to-day that it becomes really hard to kind of separate from that and, and remove the anxiety around at the end of the day, this is just a test. It's a very important test, Mm -hmm. but you can retake it. Yeah. You don't want to, but you can. (laughs) You don't want to, but there's absolutely no shame. Plenty of people do. Plenty of people have to take it twice, especially in like states that you have to have like a higher passing rate, like New York and California, I think are some of the toughest exams is what I've heard. New York of- is actually not. Oh, New York okay. is pretty average. California, okay. yes. California is the hardest. California, well, hardest is relative, right? Okay. That's there. Are, so if you're sitting for a UBE exam, mm-hmm. every single person who's taking that UBE at the time that you are taking it, mm-hmm. don't care what state you're in, yeah, everyone's taking the exact same test, exact mm-hmm. same MEEs, MPTs, MBE. Mm-hmm. Everybody's taking the same MBE, even if you're in a state specific state like California, Mm -hmm. but 
the difference for UBE states is, so I'm in Ohio. Ohio's cut score is a 270. So you have to get at least a 270 to practice in Ohio. What is it scored out of? I think it's 400. That part's irrelevant though, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that, how many points you can possibly get or mm-hmm. is irrelevant to what the total like amount that you need to pass in that state okay. is. So all we're really worried about is, am I meeting the minimum passing score for this state? Nobody's okay. scoring a perfect on the bar exam. Yeah, that would be insane. That's like statistically impossible. It's insane enough when people get perfect scores on the LSAT. Yeah. But on the bar exam, that's... A, that well, would the be... LSAT is something that doesn't have as much subjectivity in its grading either. Yeah, that's right? true because it doesn't have the, yeah, the written part. There are actual humans grading your essays. It's not just a Scantron sheet going yeah. into a, a Yeah, that's so true. So the... I feel like we got a little sidetracked there. We definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> I have been doing this for so long and just seen so many things. And I'm so passionate about destigmatizing and demystifying what it is and what it means to study for and sit for the bar exam. Mm-hmm. I think there's this big, like, oh, I need to be getting, you know, a hundred percent on my MBEs or I'm not mm-hmm. going to be successful or I need to start studying in March for the July exam, all these sorts of things that people kind of like, those are extreme examples, right? But at the end of the day, if you put in the work, actively study, follow a course that works with your needs and your learning style, and you are not just going through the motions, you're probably going to pass the bar exam. And that I think I want that to be the biggest takeaway for anyone listening to this today. Mm -hmm. If you study, And if you study consciously, you're probably going to pass. And that should give you a lot of comfort and hope. Think about how many people sit for the bar every year and how many people pass. The percentage of people who fail is actually not that low. Yeah. It's not that big. Because, and yeah, I think people do forget that when they're studying that like you don't like you, you're not going to get a perfect score on the exam. So you don't have to even be perfect in like knowing every single thing when you're studying yeah. because that's, it's so much material. You're studying to know as much as you can, but it's impossible to memorize every single little detail because there is so much. There's so much. There's so much. When I took the bar, I remember getting a corporation's essay mm-hmm. that was a seven part essay on voting trusts. Oh my God. I haven't taken corporations. So that went right over my head. <laughs> I don't know what so that I did take corporations and I took corporate finance and I took yeah. federal tax and I still didn't know what that was. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like it was an yeah. essay that I got and I was just like, okay. I'm so ready what for a corporations <laughs> essay and this is what you're giving me. <laughs> there was no way for me to prepare for that. Right. Yeah. Beyond, you know, having had some deep experience in the process of voting trust, right? But it wasn't a subject, wasn't a subtopic of corporations that was covered heavily in my classes or in the bar prep. And that just is what it is. But even with getting an essay that I absolutely did not know the answer to, I passed the bar, mm-hmm. right? So there's there's room for error. There's, there's wiggle room for you to make you know, good and informed choices while you're studying that are going to prepare you for the best case scenario that will probably make you successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I feel like this was a good sidebar. Let's get into the actual study totally. now. Totally, totally. Oh. Yes. So the structure of the bar exam, if yes. anyone has questions about that, feel free to reach out to us at Themis. We're happy to talk to you about like what that looks like. But our bar course is a comprehensive program like the MPRE that's going to take you through everything that you need to know to pass the bar. So video lectures, practice questions, simulated exams, MPT workshops, MBE workshops, MEE workshops. The list just goes on and on and on. There's all (laughs) kinds of stuff in there. It is a very thorough and detailed and intentional course. Mm -hmm. And our approach to studying for the bar is, like I've mentioned already, we want to work with the optimal human attention span. We want to work in a way that allows you to utilize your best learning practices in a course that's set up to be flexible into those things. So what does that actually mean, right? You can go through the course in the exact manner that it is prescribed to you. We have people who whose whole job 
is to create the course order in a way that makes sense for the average learning style, put the tasks in a way that's going to take you through logically, et cetera, et cetera. And you can do that. And you can show up every day and you can do the directed study calendar and you're going to get through 100% of the course if you just do that every day. But I mentioned earlier, I didn't love the MBE. So I knew that I needed to do some extra work on the MBE while I was studying for the bar exam. And so I was able to follow directed study. And then I also could go in at any time and access any part of the course so I could do extra MBE practice sets mm-hmm. and get myself that additional exposure to questions so that I started to you know, turn around my discomfort with what they were asking me and how they were asking those questions. Yeah. Um, it's about 10 to 12 weeks of studying if you are studying full-time. We do open the course as early as March. The course opened last week for bar takers who are studying mm-hmm. for July. And that's full access to the course. So people who have extenuating circumstances in their life, right? Maybe you have a family that you're taking care of, or you know you're going to have to work, or you're in a part-time program and you're already working, and you want to get a head start on studying for the bar, you're absolutely able to do that with no limitations from the day the course opens. The flexibility goes beyond that. And it's basically what I will say in a nutshell is that whatever your circumstances are, whatever your needs as a student are, we're going to work with you to make sure that you can utilize the course in a way that makes sense for you. So you have a whole team of, we call that your personal success team. You're going to have an attorney director. So somebody like me who is going to be able to talk you through, you know, what is the best way to use the course for me? How can I implement my own learning practices into this to get study strategies working for me, et cetera? We have a team of substantive law experts who are answering questions about about the black letter law. You're going to get a dedicated essay grader who's going to grade all of your graded essays in the course. (laughs) That's one of my favorite features of the course. That was the best thing ever because that person sees your writing develop from start to finish. And they can give you feedback and be like, okay, you've gotten better at this. Or like, this is still something I see you struggling with. That is, I had no idea that that was in the course. That's actually really cool. Yeah, it is. That one's huge. And your point about the feedback, that's spot on, right? They're seeing the patterns. They're seeing the strengths and weaknesses. We are the only bar review company that does a dedicated essay grader. So that really does set us apart. Yeah. I think, I mean, I could talk about, you know, course features a lot. I don't want to go too into the weeds on that. So what else do you think is helpful for people to know? Yeah, I think so. I'm wondering, like, obviously the dedicated essay grader is like one of the big things that stands out for Themis. What are maybe a couple other things that stand out or that you've gotten feedback from students as being like their favorite elements of the course? Yeah. Two things come to mind for me. So we have fill in the blank lecture handouts that correspond to every single lecture. And so we've talked about these before. Those are great. Those are really, really great. (laughs) They allow you, again, trying to optimize your ability to pay attention you can't fill in the lecture handout unless you're listening. And so if you're sitting there and you're watching a video, you're listening to it, you want to be able to use this tool, you have to be engaged with the material to get that information. So those are really key. And then the other thing is everybody that uses Themis gets completely free access to the UWorld MBE QBank, which is a MBE question bank that allows you to build custom MBE quiz sets. So as you're moving through the course and you're getting your progress, you're moving through the questions that are built into the Themis course, you're going to be able to see, here are my strengths, here are my weaknesses through the analytics in the course. And then you can go into the QBank and build your own quiz sets that dive into those areas that you want to work on. And they're rife with these amazing visual explanations. We did not have this when I studied for the bar. We had a different, uh, an in-house quiz, we called it... um, quiz builder. And we could build custom quiz sets, but the answer explanations were all text. So it was still a really helpful tool, but it was just text. Now we're getting like graphs and charts and graphics. And it's so cool. I think studying for the MBE, I would have found it much easier if I had those (laughs) tools. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a visual learner. Like I'm definitely not, I'm generally not like an oral learner. Um, I'm definitely a visual learner. So having like those graphs and stuff and seeing it and being like, oh, that makes sense. Like I, yeah, that 
that's going to be so helpful. <laughs> it's really cool. And there's, you know, performance analytics within that platform too. So there's all kinds of resources at your fingertips. And one of the best things you can do is assess early on in your studying process, what is working for you and then really lean into those things. So if you know that visual learning is great for you, you're going to want to lean into the QBank answer explanation mm -hmm. and make copies of those, like, you know, take, turn them into flashcards, et cetera, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, lot, lots of different ways that you can use the material. Yeah. And then I think Themis has an app too, correct? Yeah. So you can, I feel like that's also a big thing. So you can kind of study on the go as well. Yeah. You can download and listen to watch or listen to any of the video lectures on there. That's one of the features of the app that I really like. And so you can download it onto your device. That way you're not worried about losing service or if you're on an airplane or something like that. And you can also access, there's a digital flashcards component to the course. So you can build as many flashcard sets as you want. And there are some pre-made flashcard sets already in there. And you can review those as many times as you want on the app too. So yeah, lots of different yeah. You can study from pretty much any device. Yeah. I'd seen um, somebody that I'd had on the podcast previously. I don't remember who was using Themis to study for the bar. And I remember she was like posting like pictures and stuff on like her Instagram story when she was on the go and she was like doing my flashcards right now. Yeah. And I was like, that's such a cool feature to like have that all connected right into the apps. You can. So if you have like a busy day or something, but you don't want to totally miss out on a day of studying. Um, you can still kind of review some stuff on the go. Yeah. Or if, you know, you end up stuck somewhere in yeah. line at the grocery store and like, yes. instead of scrolling on TikTok, on you, TikTok, can you, can flashcards. you can scroll those flashcards instead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. I love that. But yeah, I feel like those are really great features that stand out for Themis. The fill in the blank is one of the, like, that is huge because like I said before, I'm someone that has a short attention span and not even a short attention span, but because I have ADHD, like I'll zone out without even realizing it. Sure. So if I have something that I can follow along and that like keeps my attention, then like I, it'll just, I don't know, it'll make me actually pay attention to what's going on. It's like having subtitles when you're watching TV, like I it need the subtitles and the audio to get yeah. everything. <laughs> and there are subtitles. In the oh, court. amazing. So amazing. You can, you, can turn those. On. you can also like speed it up and like, there's mm -hmm. all kinds of ways that you can kind of manipulate the material again, like to, to work for you. And, and yeah. I think you talking about your experience with ADHD is, is one of many examples, right? But there are so many things that you can do to make the process easier for yourself. Mm -hmm. You just, as the student have to ask those questions and make sure that you're figuring out like what, what is available to me in the course? And I say yeah. that because I want people to feel like they can reach out to us with questions like that. I think that's really important. One of our main goals is making this course flexible and adaptable. So let us know how we can help make that happen for you. Yeah, no. And that's huge because like all bar prep companies, they kind of have like their, um, they all have their course and their thing, but like some of them are actually more open to like talking and helping you like Themis is than others are. And also just in terms of like the flexibility because of the way the Themis course is structured with all of the different tools that you can kind of make, make it what you want and that you have access to like the entire course while you're doing it. So like you said that when you were studying, you went and you would practice more MBE questions while you were working on other aspects of it just to kind of get comfortable with it. So yeah, I, yeah. so I think it's great. It's making me excited to study for the bar. Um, but I'm sure in a year I won't actually be excited. I will be dreading it, but it's still over a year away for me. So at this point, I'm like, this sounds fun. <laughs> I actually think that for some people, and I kind of had this experience, studying for the bar is so regimented that it actually is, I don't want to say easier than law school, but it's like a totally different experience than your 3L year because 3L is 3L is chaotic. Even 2L is chaotic. I've got so much going on right now. I'm so lost. 2L academically, I think, is very chaotic. 3L is chaotic in the sense that you are being pulled in 84 different directions at all times yeah. because you're dealing with applying for the bar. You might have to take the MPRA. You're looking for a job or you're trying to keep your grades up so that you don't lose your job offer. Like there's just so many things. And then uh, at my school, and I'm sure this is true at a lot of schools, people came from all over the world to go to school there. And mm -hmm. so not everybody's staying. And so you're trying to hang out with your friends that you know you're not going to see, right? There's just mm -hmm. so many things. 
And then you go and study for the bar and you're like, oh, I wake up every day and I go and I I just have to do this study. And that's, that's it. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Like, Uh I don't want to say it was fun. Right. But it was, it was Mm -hmm. less it was exhausting. Yeah. Less like mentally exhausting and stressful in the way that it's like the only thing you have to worry about. Like right now, like as a law student, like I'm in classes, but I'm also in clinic and I also have my podcast, which um, I'm definitely probably going to take a break from when I'm studying for the bar because it's like, I'm going to wake up. The bar is going to be my only thing that I'm doing. And you just don't have to like juggle all of those other things and like also like right now as a 2L like I'm still like applying to like summer internships and I'm figuring out like oh what classes am I going to take next fall am I going to do this or that so um I kind of get what you're saying because I felt similarly about the LSAT because I did I studied for the LSAT full-time because I took a year off um between undergrad and law school so like my summer before I started working I did full full-time LSAT study and I would just wake up And I would like do my little LSAT studying for the day. And like, that's all I had to worry about. And it was just like, it was nice. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of nice. There there are periods while you're studying for the bar that are rougher than others too. Like like the beginning is is lighter and you're like settling into your routine and you're Mm -hmm. figuring out like, what does my study space need to look like? How am I getting through this material, et cetera? Mm -hmm. Then you start to get into like the real meat of it. And that's when it kind of gets like, Oh no. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to learn all of this. Yeah. And then there's some like dips and valleys for a while. And mm-hmm. then for most people, you get to a point several weeks before you sit where you're like, oh, okay. Like it's it's starting to like really click. Mm-hmm. And then you feel okay. So that's the kind of ideal progression. But yeah, it's um it's still it still is less chaotic than than being a three L, I think. Yeah. I feel like this is a good place to kind of transition to like talking more about not so much the nitty-gritty of the actual studying yeah. but kind of like how to avoid that burnout then while you're studying Absolutely. because it is like so much and for so long like you said and you go through like this up and down um so what are things that you can do and like kind of that fit in with the course and the flexibility of it um to help you avoid that burnout because you similar to the LSAT like I know they would tell us like as it gets up to like the couple weeks before it, like you want to wind down and you're studying. You don't want to study the day before at all. Um, for the bar exam, what does that kind of look like in like where you should take breaks, when, how often um, to avoid this burnout? Yeah. I am such an advocate for taking care of yourself while you're studying for the bar. It is the most important thing that you can do to make sure that you are ready to sit through 12 hours of testing. Mm-hmm. So you have to take breaks. My my preferred method, and this doesn't work for everybody, so you have to figure out what works for you, is to treat it like a full-time job where you are waking up and you are showing up to your study space every day at the same time. And you are taking a one-hour lunch break. And then you are coming back and you are studying for a couple more hours. And then your evening is yours. And then you are not worried about going home or, you know, switching locations in your house and being moving from the desk to the couch. (laughs) Right. Right. And, and still tied to your laptop or to an outline or whatever, right. You put in the work earlier in the day in a regimented way, and then you can do what you wish with your evenings. And so I, I encourage people to continue whatever habits you already have that are beneficial to you. If that's exercise, if that is reading, if that's cooking meals, if that's, you know, going on a hike, like whatever it is, make sure that you are continuing to participate in things that nourish your soul because you have to be building up that part of yourself that like feels good and happy to be able to sustain the amount of studying that you have to do. Um, It's also important to not try to overstudy. There are people who like come out the gate studying for the bar and they're trying to study for 12 hours a day. That is not sustainable. Your brain needs time to recover. Your body needs time to rest. If you are able to study and then give your brain time to absorb all that information, the next day it's going to be much better rather than you 
studying all day and then studying until midnight and then going to bed and then immediately waking up and starting to study again. So really being intentional about, okay, this is my study time. This is the time that I can do whatever I want. Now I will, I don't recommend doing whatever you want in the sense of like going and partying and whatever, like take care of yourself. Yeah. Otherwise you'll be too tired to study. You'll be so tired. And that there's no body, your body and your brain are going to be so run down. If you're studying um, like 10 hours a day and then partying like five hours every night. Don't do that. Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And try to try to eat well, right? Try to eat nourishing foods that are going to fuel your brain and your body. Eat it's, your vegetables. Eat your whole grain. Vegetables. Have a smoothie. Have a smoothie. Try <laughs> not to um like stress eat Pop Tarts or whatever, right? Like just make sure oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. being good to yourself. <laughs> um, but it really is at, at in a nutshell, it's a it's balance. It's finding a place where you're able to commit the time and energy that you need to studying so that you are making progress and memorizing the material and understanding how these questions are being asked of you and still giving yourself time to rest and recharge. So whatever that looks like for you, you have to lean into that. Yeah. And I feel like that's, we talk about, like I've talked about on the podcast a lot and I talk with my friends a lot about how like law school is a lot about balance too. So you don't burn yourself out. So bar prep is kind of all the things that you've been trying out and doing throughout law school to like have that balance and find that balance, but more on a more like intensive, like two month, like time period of being like, okay, like now I really need to put all of these different tools that I've found that work like into practice so that I can really like have like optimal brain power kind of, and like, mind and body balance for these like two, two and a half, like intensive months. That's so. exactly what it is. Yes. Yeah. Optimal brain power because you're for all, all of my talk about oh, studying for the bar exam is, you know, it's not that hard. It's still this immense volume of material that you're responsible for learning. You are responsible for knowing the ins and outs of 20 plus subjects. Yeah. Which is a, a lot. <laughs> a lot. And you don't have to know everything, but you need to know enough, as I said before. And being able to do that requires the use of your cognitive abilities in a way that most of us prior to studying for the bar exam have never had to, to do, mm-hmm. right? It's a totally different ball game. Yeah. And that is something to be hyper aware of and make sure that you are leaning into learning practices that work for you and healthy habits that work for you. And that's going to look different for everybody. So you have to think in advance of you starting to study, what does that mean for me? What do I think that means for me? And then to continue to like assess and tweak those things as you're moving through, because you don't want to be stuck doing something that's not beneficial to you either. Yeah. And that's something that um, I've talked about on here a lot too. Like, even if you, like, you're trying something, maybe you come into law school with, like, one method and you're like, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm going to be doing so well, but you have to, like, tweak and transition as you go. And, like, the same goes for bar prep. Just because you started out being like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to, like, work out at 6 a.m. every day and I'm going to, like, start studying at this time and that. Like, you might find after a week or two that that schedule that you, like, kind of put in place for yourself and, like, the routine you made isn't working. So like, don't keep doing that and like torture yourself for two months, like tweak it in little ways until you find what does work. Because otherwise, like, even if you, you put all these maybe like good, like coping mechanisms in place, but if they're not working for you, you're going to burn out the same as if you did not have those in place anyway, because you're just spending energy on things that aren't actually like reviving you and giving you energy. A hundred percent. I think that's so important to, to note, like, and it doesn't matter even if it is working for you at the beginning, like you're, it's still going to require adjustment yeah. as you're moving through. Like yeah. nothing is going to be, it's not stagnant. This is a, like a living, breathing process mm-hmm. of you working in harmony with like your study program, but also yeah. your mind and your needs and your mm-hmm. life circumstances and all of those things. And I really encourage that everyone studying for the bar, every, every person that I have like a one-on-one with when they're studying, I'm like every couple of weeks, self-assess. What did I do for the last two weeks? What was helpful? What wasn't? What do I need to eliminate? What do I need to add? 
because it almost never requires, and that even for retakers too, it almost never requires like full overhaul of your processes. Yeah. It's just little tweaks yeah. that make it better for you. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to point out that even if your like study method and your like routine you built for yourself was working in the beginning, it might not work when you get like a few weeks in or in the middle because maybe you're starting to get like more overwhelmed by this. So maybe before what you were doing was good because it was the beginning, you were kind of like excited, it's a new thing, but then you're getting like really into the weeds of the studying and you might start to hit like that kind of overwhelm of like, oh my God, this is a lot. So you need to take a step back and be like, okay, well, what can I change now to make like this more like intense part that's kind of freaking me out a bit? more bearable and like so I can get through it without like having a meltdown every day you know we've got to tweak things to avoid those daily meltdowns (laughs) stuff and know that the material that you're learning is going to shift too right like Mm -hmm. you're going to start out earlier in the course with mostly lecture videos Mm -hmm. and you're going to be listening and absorbing material and you're you're going to be doing some practice but it's not until later in the course where you are doing nothing but practice and review mm-hmm. and the type of cognitive output that is required for doing the learning, the substantive part versus the practice part, that is different too. So mm-hmm. that creates, you know, your body and your brain are going to have different needs just by the sheer yeah. fact of you moving into a different segment of your study period. So yeah. there's a lot of things that like, that's why I encourage that constant kind of reassessment of like, what am I doing? Is it working? Do I need to adjust? Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's honestly not something that I had thought about. Like I obviously not studying right now, but even thinking about like how the course will change throughout. So um, really needing to like reassess yourself and what you're doing, because that is so true. I've, my roommate and I have walked out of exams before and we're just like, wow, our brains are dead. Because like the actual practice of doing it is way different than sitting in class and like absorbing material. And you might be in class and you might be like, I don't know if I absorbed all of that. And you're like kind of tired from sitting there, like listening, taking notes, but it's not the same as like sitting through like hours of practice and like actually like practice writing essays, doing all of these multiple choice questions. And like that in and of itself, like takes more energy and different energy. So you significantly have to, more, yeah. Yes. And that's so. part of the reason you want to avoid going too hard with studying too early so mm-hmm. that you have those energy reserves yeah. to do because so the structure of the course is the first six to seven weeks mm-hmm. is a lot of substantive material. And you're doing practice and review in that you're building your own study aids, whatever that may look like for you, right? Like you're doing everything. But then at a certain point, right around the fourth of July for July bar takers. You are done with lecture videos and you are doing nothing but MPT, MEE, and MBE practice for basically the rest of your time. So that could be two to four weeks, depending on when you finish the lecture videos. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. If you're thinking about, you know, you're doing 35 to 50 MBE questions plus like three or four essays plus an MPT here and there in like one day, that's a lot of material. Yeah. And that is when it gets very draining. That's the point where people are kind of like, oh my gosh, this is like never ending. And so if you've set yourself up with good habits in the beginning, that's going to make that whole part of it just so much easier. Yeah, that's so true. And I'm curious then when you're getting to um, like as the bar exam is like coming up, is it recommended similar to the LSAT that you kind of wind down in that week before and like, I assume like don't study the day before as well, because you yeah. need to rest <laughs> and eat lots of healthy food, yeah. fuel your brain, eat some fish, some vegetables. <laughs> I recommend that people don't study for two days before. Okay. I just want to like, and that doesn't mean you can't like look at an outline. Yeah. Whatever, right. But like, you shouldn't be about a week before the exam, you know what you're going to know, right? Mm-hmm. There's very little more that you can cram into your brain at that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can continue to review and refresh and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But to try to continue writing out, you know, six essays a day or doing 50 MBE questions a day, like for the three days or so before the bar exam, that's not beneficial. That's just exhausting. Yeah. So yes, winding down and making sure that you feel like you are brushing up on any of the last minute things that kind of stuck with you, but mm-hmm. knowing that 
you probably know enough at this point. And if you don't know enough at this point, three days is not going to make a difference. Yeah. So give yourself that time to rest and recharge. And like you said, eat some healthy foods, like get some, some healthy coping mechanisms mm-hmm. in place for you. Do some yoga. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I think, and that's a really important thing to point out too, that hopefully most people like realize that they shouldn't study up until the day before or even, even two days before, because some people might be like, oh, well I can go really hard until two days before. And then I have the one day to rest, not realizing that it really takes quite a while to bounce back from burnout. Because if you continue to go that hard, like you cannot recover from burnout and be ready to take 12 hours of an exam the next day. Um, Absolutely. Even as much coffee as you drink, (laughs) that's not going to, it's not going to go well for you. Um, Like I know when I hit like my burnout during the semester, like I'm going to need a few days to like rest my brain before I can dive back into doing things. Um, And that's just, yeah, it's just unfeasible. But most people don't realize like burnout takes a while to bounce back from. You also have to factor in that a lot of people have to travel to their exam location. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you have to have time to get there, to settle into your hotel, to scout out, you know, where do I need to be in the morning, food situation. Like there are a lot of factors that go into you. Like you don't just show up. And right, you have to make sure you have all of the materials that you're allowed to bring in with you Mm -hmm. and that they're in the right bag and that you have the right water bottle and like Mm -hmm. lots of things. So if you're trying to do all of those things to set yourself up to actually like walk into the exam and not have any issues and trying to study still, it's just you're just your brain is going to be so scattered going so many different ways you're just gonna you'll probably have a meltdown then (laughs) and that we want to avoid that at all costs right because meltdowns are also draining (laughs) not even just like it's like exhausting like you if you have like a mental breakdown like you you need to sleep for so long to recover from that (laughs) absolutely and you know i don't want to say you know I cried my fair share. Oh, absolutely. Right. Like there's more is the like so close to the exam. Yes. You don't want to like you want to avoid that at all costs because that is draining. I am sure I will have plenty of meltdowns (laughs) during my time studying for the bar exam. But so that's why that week before you want to be winding down and putting yourself in a good place so that you're not your energy is not going to a mental breakdown because your energy is actually being revived in that last week. And you're like, re you're refilling all of your energy reserves and stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. And with that in mind too, you want to start studying. You don't want to push studying off past the recommended start date or what if, if at all possible, because you want to have some buffer in your study period too, for those days where you just wake up, you know, four mm-hmm. weeks into it and you're like, oh, I can't do it today. Yeah. You, and that's and okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. But build yourself that buffer early. When you're feeling in the zone, lean into that. Work with your strength so that when you're having a less strong day, you don't feel guilty for not studying or you don't yes. feel like you're falling behind and you're able to actually truly rest rather than being like, oh my goodness, I should be studying right now. And the fact that I'm yeah. not studying is creating more anxiety and more discomfort. Yes. And that's something that a lot of people struggle with in terms of not just bar exam, but just like in general, like feeling like they can take a break without feeling guilty about it. But especially with like the bar exam, with everything, but like talking specifically about the bar, you want to be able to take those breaks when you need them so you can wake up ready to go the next day. You don't want to be thinking about, oh, well, I should be doing this or I should be doing this. Like you want to have started early enough and given yourself the room and space to take those breaks when you need them. Um, because otherwise you're, it's a stressful process. You're going to be stressed, but it's going to be worse if you don't have time to take breaks. Right. Right. Yep. Everything that you can do. I think the, the whole takeaway is do everything that you can to set yourself up with flexibility and adaptability so that you can adjust as you move through this to fit whatever circumstances or needs you have Mm -hmm. in that moment. And that's just going to make this whole process way easier on you. 
Yeah, absolutely. And don't feel like you're doing something wrong because a couple of weeks in, you're like, this isn't working for me. I need to like reassess. Like that's normal. Like if you're needing to reassess and readjust and like maybe your study schedule looks different than your friends, like that's normal. Don't beat yourself up and be like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. It's my fault that like I'm struggling or that I can't study today. Like, no, you probably, you probably need to take a step back. You need to take a break, take a few deep breaths. Yep reassess and then you can move forward again tomorrow <laughs> and you should only be assessing your progress against yourself yes right? absolutely do not compare yourself to your friends that will stress you out so much it will stress you out so much and theoretically every single person who sits for the bar exam can pass that bar exam it's not graded on a curve x Thank number God. of people <laughs> don't have to fail so you are in a battle. There's, so there's yourself. no reason to compare yourself to other people. It's no. not curved. It's not like your law school classes Correct. where you're graded against your peers. Like it's like you don't worry about other people because this is just you. <laughs> this is you and you knowing enough information and yeah. knowing how to answer the questions. And yes. that's it. And if you if you think about it in those terms, like your progress can only be measured then against you in the sense of, am I developing the skills that I need here? Yeah. I'm memorizing this material. If I'm not memorizing this material, why? Right. Not what are they doing? Not how are they memorizing? How am I memorizing? And is it working for me? Yes. And I think that's so important. Um, Okay. I feel like let's do a quick little recap of like the big sure. takeaways from this episode. Okay. So um, Themis's MPRE and bar prep courses, both very flexible. You can make them what you need. Absolutely. Um, fun lecture videos. <laughs> um, fill in the blanks are really important. The biggest thing that I now know about is the um, the assigned like essay grader that you have throughout your entire thing. So huge, so important. Um, I don't know. What do you think the other big takeaways were from the actual course? I think the MBE QBank, the UWorld MBE QBank yes. is the one that's a really, really beneficial resource for people. And just the idea that the course is set up to take extra cognitive load off of you as a student, like yes. as a whole and the way it's mm -hmm. set up and the way it is structured, all that is designed to make the bar study process as streamlined and easy as something of this magnitude can be. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing is that the MPRE course and all of our resources, except for our bar course, are totally free. Yes. There's no, there's no strings attached. And it's no. just because we want you to make, we want you to have resources that are helpful for you as a student, right? That's a core part of what we do. But we also want you to be able to make a really informed and intentional decision when it comes time to purchase your bar prep, that's yeah. not something, it's not a decision that you should make on the fly. It's something that you should, you should know what you're getting into. You should know who you're giving your money to mm -hmm. and why you're choosing that course and using our free resources is a great way to say, okay, I like the way this is. I like the way this works. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be a good choice for me to spend 10 weeks every day with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a big commitment and that's huge. And, um, like Rebecca said, it's completely free. Um, if you're listening to this, you are obviously listening somewhere that you can listen to podcasts. So there is a link to sign up for Themis in the description of all of our episodes. So you don't even have to go digging for it. The link is right there. So you can go right there, sign up, check out all of the free resources um, and let us know what you think about them. Um, like I said, I'm excited. I will give you guys my feedback after using them for evidence and Grimbrow. But yeah, so definitely sign up, check out all of the free things now before you choose and commit to an expensive and long bar course. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then the big takeaways, I feel like in terms of like avoiding the burnout, like give yourself the breaks you need. Yes. Start early enough that you have room for those breaks and do not try to like crunch new things into the last week of studying for the exam. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. And if anybody has follow-up questions about this episode after listening, yeah. you can find us on social media. All of our handles are Themis Bar, various platforms. So reach out. I do partially run our social channels. So I may be the one that sees your DM. <laughs> so just let us know how we can help. And you can um, 
sign up for all of our free resources through the link in Aaron's bio. Mm -hmm. Or if you're interested in enrolling for the course, you can also send us a DM and we can get you the best available discount Mm -hmm. through through that method as well. Yeah. I think there's a deal going right now. I keep getting emails about it. So Um, it's by the time that this episode airs, it will be expired, but, um, but there's always more deals. There's always more deals. Just send, just send us a message. Just send a message. (laughs) Okay. So we'll wind down the episode just with our two little short segments we do at the end of every episode. So um, as always, we start with the how to be a better person segment. So what can people do this week to be a better person? Rebecca, what's a tip of something people can do? I think something very simple to do that always makes my day when someone else does it is to just smile at somebody. I love that. I don't know if they do that in New York, but sometimes they do it here in Cleveland. <laughs> I I do, but I'm not from New York. Yeah. New Yorkers are more like stone cold. But a lot of a lot of my friends that I go to school with are not actually from New York. We're from all over the place, but like the the New Yorkers can be scary. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good one. I would say going off of that, um Toss, if you're listening to this, you're probably a law student or thinking about law school. Toss one of your fellow students a compliment about how they're doing in class. Like if they answer a question in class, be like, that was a really good answer. Like that was beautifully said. Toss someone a compliment. That's a good one. That's yeah. always a nice little morale boost, especially if mm-hmm. you get cold called and you think you don't know what you're yes. talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. My friends and I, whenever we get cold calls, we'll be like, oh my God, good job. And we like text each other. Not yeah. that we're texting in class. We would never do that. Never. never. <laughs> we would never. <laughs> okay. And then our last segment is always like um, a tip of something fun to do. It can be like in the city you're from, but we're going to do a fun spring activity. So we're doing spring edition. I love that. One of your favorite activities to do in the spring. Spring is hiking weather. Okay. Spring is there a lot of hiking lot. where you are. Yeah, there's a lot. Okay. Okay. Lot. And just, I mean, just being outside in general, right? You can, yeah. You can, but it's, it's time to go and like get the vitamin D that we haven't had, especially yes. if you're in the Midwest or the Northeast where it's been, it's been cold, and dark, and terrible for mm-hmm. six months. It's going to be sunny soon. So, like, go yeah. soak up that sunshine. Absolutely. Going off of that, I would recommend taking a walk in Central Park if you're in New York. Like the flowers are blooming. I live by Gramercy Park and just even walking around that, I'm like, oh my God, all the flowers are blooming. It's so pretty. Go have like a picnic in Central Park or something, you know? I love that. I love activity. Yeah. Yeah. Just go be outside. That's our tip. Go be outside and go be nice to people. (laughs) Okay. Um, So that's our episode. As always, you can follow the podcast at Legally NYC podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Rebecca already told you, you can find Themis. It's Themis Bar. Mm-hmm. The name on everything. Themis okay. Bar, everything. Are you, is Themis on Twitter too, or is it just TikTok okay. and Instagram? TikTok, okay. Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Okay, perfect. So you can follow Themis everywhere. Um, as Rebecca said, if you have questions, you can reach out to them on social media. You can shoot them an email. Um, if you send me questions and I don't know the answer, I can get them to Rebecca. So you can yes. also reach out to me either on my personal, if you follow that or on any of the podcast social media. But um, this was so fun and so helpful as always, Rebecca. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I do hope that this was helpful to everyone who listens. And please let us know if you have any questions. Seriously, yeah, that's exactly. not an empty an empty uh, <laughs> offer. The real offer. The real offer. <laughs> real offer. So reach out if you guys have questions. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And um, okay, so I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.